Happy Grace and Faith-Filled Friday, my friends. Today, we are continuing our conversation with Angela Thornton, and it is such a great conversation about our identity in Christ. I learn a whole new take on the Lord's Prayer. There are just so many kernels of wisdom here. You will want to just sit down, tune in, and soak it all in. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Your identity is a daughter of the King. And until you understand your true identity, you will seek it externally. You'll seek it in your title at work. You'll seek it as you're trying to climb the ladder and you're hustling and grinding. But here's the thing. Once you understand your real identity, you understand you don't have to hustle because there is no hustle and grinding in the kingdom of God. There's no hustle in the kingdom. There's no grinding in the kingdom. You'll understand that, again, you are called to serve the world, but not solve the problems of the world. (laughs) And so you can't be all things to all people. Yes, you might be a mother and a wife and, and you work, but none of that is your real identity. Those are roles, those titles, but your identity, who you were created to be inside, to know that you are loved You have been created with an identity in Christ, the righteousness of God. And once you understand that everything you are in him far exceeds all of the other titles and all of those things will come under that umbrella, you will find that you're more able to do those things. You will become the better mother, the better wife, the better employee. And you will find that you don't have to work yourself to the bone where you're so tired that you don't have time for you. Yeah. And you have time for God. Yeah. Because we we tend to find our fulfillment in what we do, which so often if you're at a work event, people don't say, Hi Tanya, how are you? They'll say, Hi Tanya, what do you do? Yes. <laughs> what do you do? Right. As though what you do defines who That's you are. That's so true. See, I even asked you that question on the start of our interview. Shame on me. 
<laughs> people ask you, what do you do as a way to decide if you're worthy of conversation or not? Yeah. See, in the kingdom, it's not like that. God's not concerned with what you do. He'll give you the grace. He is the source of all things. Everything else is a resource. Mm, yes. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So why are you trying to solve the problems of the world and be everything to everybody when if you would literally cast your cares on him? Yes. And there's such a freedom in that. Oh, my goodness. Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden. Yes. If you find yourself overwhelmed, my sisters, and you find yourself heavily burdened, and oh, my goodness, uh, listen, take it to the Lord in prayer. God, I need you to handle this. Yes. I need you to show me how to take this off my shoulders. Who am I in you? What is my identity? You know, I'm going to kind of quote you. I was actually listening to a message of yours this morning. And that reminded me of something you said of, you know, sometimes we're in a place of where where we we believe, but we need a little help with our belief. You know, kind of you said something about like, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Yes. Yes. That is actually a scripture where the man was asking Jesus to heal his daughter. And he said, Lord, I believe, I believe you can do it, but help my unbelief because the child yes. is dead. And, and it's okay. And that's the other thing. See, we don't need more faith. Faith is not what we need. We need a new belief system. Yes. Because you can have the faith and, and believe the wrong thing, and but you are full of faith in that thing. It is once you switch what you believe, do you believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? See, we'll say without faith, it's impossible to please God. But the rest of that says, you got to believe that he is. Yes. Do you really believe that he is? Do you believe that he is your father? Do you believe that you are his daughter? Do you believe that he loves you unconditionally? Whatever you do, whatever your title is, whether you're a mother or not, whether you are a high achieving person in your job or not, do you really believe? And once you believe, my father used to say to me, what you think you'll believe, what you believe you'll say, yes. and what you say you'll do, yes. and what you do can change the trajectory of your life. Yes. So, so true. Think of those things that are lovely and pure. Think about God, who am I? What is my identity in you? Mm. Where do I fit in your kingdom? I love that. that. That's that's what we have to do because otherwise, as women, we'll try to take on the problems of the whole world. Yeah, it's so heavy. We just carry this heavy burden that was never meant to our to be ours to carry. It was not. He did not make us to be oxen carrying a, a heavy load. No, and sorry, now I'm bringing up I, I another message of yours that I heard some months ago was regarding the Proverbs 31 woman and how oh, like yeah. we get that all wrong too. And I was like, praise <laughs> Jesus, like speak sister because you were like, oh, she had some help, don't you? <laughs> yeah, the Proverbs 31 woman was not a superwoman. I know no. people say, 
you need to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And it's, I'm like, um, that girl had help. Right. Servants. <laughs> she did not do this by hers. It says she had handmaidens. She had servants. <laughs> she had help. She was not some superwoman, you know, cooking and bringing home the bacon and cooking the bacon and sewing <laughs> the clothes. No. No. <laughs> this woman had a household help. She used her resources. <laughs> she used her resources. So I need people to stop making women feel bad and think that somehow that is some, you know, we need to aspire to this level of perfection. She was not perfect. Right. <laughs> she had help. Yes, a husband and household help. Yes. That message was such a gift to me. I just like started laughing out loud, like praise Jesus. And my son heard and he's like, Ooh, you must be listening to something good. <laughs> yes, so no, you do not have to be some Proverbs 31 perfect woman. This is not the days of June Cleaver cooking with pearls and a beautiful apron and high heels. No. Well, and June Cleaver didn't have to go and do a 40, 50 hour job on top exactly. of Exactly. All she had to do was be home and be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, so, gosh. No. No, no. And that is what I mean by truly reading the scripture, observing what it says, interpreting what it means, because people have used that for centuries to make women feel that they are less than. Mm. And, and yeah. Proverbs 30, if you're getting married, somebody always pulls up, well, the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, she had help. You got some stuff for me? <laughs> and she didn't have just one household so it says she had plural servants yes oh goodness oh I love that so tell me if you can describe if you can remember what what it was like walking not as a daughter of the king or before you really sort of felt that felt that identity Versus now, like, how do you, how do you walk through the world differently? Does that I make walk, sense? It does. I walk with the knowledge of knowing that God loves me. I walk with the knowledge that I am not bound to someone else's preconceived notions of who or what I should be. Um, like I said, having... Baptist on one side and Pentecostal on the other side. There was a lot of bondage, frankly. Yes. In the things that we could and couldn't do. And I learned once I became free of that, that really the Lord really is not concerned if I go to the movies. Right. He's not concerned if I have on pantyhose. I said to someone, listen, he would have oh, made boy. that commandment. It would have been the 11th commandment, I'm telling you, that um, as a woman, I have the ability to speak and teach and preach and disciple, yes. that I have the ability to be free and not be locked into religion, but understand that the kingdom of God is expansive, that it is here. 
and that our job is as we're making disciples is to expand God's kingdom. And if we're to do that, he didn't say only men could do it. Right. Yes. He didn't. And so he said, let us make man in our own image. Let us make man. And then he said them talking mm -hmm. about women. And so if he used a woman to bring the savior in the world, I'm pretty certain he's all right with women. <laughs> that was a pretty important role there. That was a pretty important <laughs> role. I, I learned that I could go to God for myself. I learned that he would talk to me, that he hears, that he answers. And that most important is that the Lord loves me just as I am. Yes. And it's his spirit who dwells in me, who will lead me and guide me and teach me the things that I need to know. And I really took hold of Ephesians 2.10. You are the righteousness of God. Yes. I love Ephesians. It's like yes. my favorite. Created in Christ Jesus to do the work that he's laid out beforehand. And that he has blessed you and me with all spiritual blessings, as Ephesians 1, I think something tells us. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. And so when I came into that knowledge, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. I'm about to be seriously free. <laughs> yes. Amen and amen. <laughs> amen and amen. Well, and it's so the other thing that I, you know, I found too is this, you know, with the searching and the seeking and the true, like this hunger and this thirst that develops for more. You know what I'm saying? When I said when the word starts to come alive and you truly feel the spirit dwelling in you, it creates this hunger and thirst to just keep knowing and learning and understanding more and more and more it's it's almost an insatiable hunger you know the more you know the more you want to know yes. you're like Ooh, what what what's next god what do you say here yes you know, start reading romans and then you start reading ephesians and you get all excited you're like oh i remember the scripture i remember growing up i used to always hear one of the things they would say to us to keep us in check is the Bible says, touch not, taste not, handle not the unclean thing. And it just like maybe six, seven, eight years ago, I was reading that and I thought, it doesn't say that at all. <laughs> it doesn't say that at all. It says, if you have died with Christ, why then do you adhere to these laws of taste not? you have been freed in christ why are you doing this right so it's the exact opposite it's of the how the words have been used of how it has been used but if you don't know where it is mm -hmm. and you've never read it you've just been told that and then you realize wait this is a freedom that i have right. why am i adhering to that if i died with christ Yes. And I'm in him. I don't have to do that. Yes. So yeah, the more you know, the more you want to know. And the more you find stuff just falling off of you. Just all kinds of bondage and shackles mm -hmm. and things that you had adhered to. God doesn't love me because, yeah, he does. Yeah. And, and I said to someone, 
nothing you do surprises him because nothing is hidden from the eyes of God. Right. And if he knew you before you were in your mother's womb, and as we like to say, he's everywhere at all times and he knows everything before it becomes a thing, he's not at all surprised by what you did. Right. He's probably just standing back, sometimes just watching and waiting, like, okay, I'm, how how long are you going to keep getting in your own way before you let me take the wheel? <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I have all the answers. <sighs> I'm already in the future. I know how this is going to end. Right. But you want to keep staying right there. I'm trying to move you forward. <laughs> but Okay. You know, and once you know that, once you know that he'll show you great and mighty things that you didn't even know, once you understand that before you call, he's already got the answer. And you say, oh my goodness, I have fretted for no reason. Yes, fear. That's fear. such a big one, right? I, Gosh, I, we let fear take over so much. And what if? Yes. Well, what if this happens? Well, what? Well, what? Once you learn, I don't have to live in what if. Right. I don't have to live in fear because perfect love casts out all fear. And God is not giving me a spirit of fear. And I'm walking with the Lord, and He's walking with me. And you just say, "Okay, Father, I, I, I don't, I don't know how this is going to turn out." But I sense in my spirit, this is what you're telling me to do. And if this is what you're telling me to do, and this is the vision you've given me, then I know that you have a provision. And because there's no lack in your kingdom. Right. Yes. Right. There's no lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. There's no lack. No in lacking. Kingdom. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There's no lack in your kingdom. Yes. First his kingdom. He'll add all other things to you then whatever the resource I need, you'll provide it. You'll provide whatever, I'll, listen, I'll supply all your need according to my riches and glory. That's not just physical. What, what do I need today? What, what do I, I need hope today or I, I need faith or I need to change my belief system or God, what do I need today? I need better vision. I need better sight or insight. What do I need today? You know, one of the things I teach people how to do is how to pray the model prayer. We like to call it the Lord's Prayer. When I say, well, it's not the Lord's Prayer. It's not what he prayed. He never prayed it. It's what, it is a template for how to pray. Yes. And if we literally took those 66 words found in Matthew and prayed them, it'd take you well over an hour, probably closer to two. Oh, when you do it, our father, you spend time right there. Our father, who is who is our father? What is the names of God? He is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He, he is the ever-present God. He is the all-knowing God, our father, who I have. We hallow your name. You start naming his names, who he is to you. Hallow be your name as my righteousness, as the healer, as the provider, as the protector. Hallow be your name. Then you, because the first half of that prayer, that template is all about him. Yes. Our father, who I have, hallowed be your name. And then the hinge is thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done. God, let your kingdom come, whatever you've decided in heaven. Let it be on earth. Thy kingdom come on earth where as it is in heaven. Whatever you've already decided in earth or in heaven, let it be in earth because you already are in the future. You've already decided. And then you get to the part that deals with you. Give us this day our daily bread. What do I have need of for me, my family, my community, the church, my nation? Give us this day our daily bread, not worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. Whatever we have need of today, today. give us this day our daily bread. Then forgive us as we forgive others. God, what do I need to forgive for? Do I need forgiveness for procrastination? Do I need forgiveness for not being kind? Because kind is different than nice. Kindness without love is just being nice. Yes. Give us okay, what do I need to be forgiven for? Do I need to forgive be forgiven for not believing you or for hustling and grinding or whatever it is? And then help me to forgive others. And then you say, lead us not into temptation. Well, there's no temptation on the man that he's not already made a way of escape from. So God, whatever it is that I would be tempted by today, whatever road you see, I would go down today. Whatever I would do, don't allow me to do anything that's outside of your will and your purpose and what you have decided for me today. And then by the time you get to the end of that, it is your kingdom. You acknowledge God, it's your kingdom. It is not my kingdom, but I am a kingdom citizen. It's your kingdom. You've put me into the kingdom and you talk about the kingdom and you've made me a kingdom ambassador and I am a daughter of the king. It is your power. There's no power on earth greater than you. You are the omnipotent God. You have no equal. You have no rival. And you just keep going with that. And then it's your glory. It all belongs to you because it's all about you. And it all points back to you. You would be an hour easily. That's amazing. Like I've never heard that. Gosh, that was. I'm going to completely think differently when thinking about saying the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it, and it, powerful. It, absolutely. When you think about it, yeah. it is a template that he taught. Because in Matthew, he says, when you pray, pray like this. But in Luke, they say, teach us to pray. It's the same template. Yes. Except for a few words in there. But yeah, it is a template for how to pray. It is not what he prayed. It's not about the exact words. Exactly. It's not it's about, about how to, words. what to include in the prayer kind of. It, it is a model. That's yes. a model prayer. It is a template. This is how, this is what you include. This is how you pray. How did you come about that? <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. Like, how am I dang near 50 years old? And this is the first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> I had a book in the 80s. Uh, his name was Larry Lee, and he taught how to pray. And probably 10, 12 years ago, I was going through my stuff, and I saw the book again. Um, and I thought, I remember this in the 80s when I first got saved. Mm. I first became a believer and it had escaped me. And so I've prayed that way ever since. And then as I've done it more and taught others, the Lord then just gives it to me now so I can just do it. 
Yeah, just just flows right out of you. But yeah, it is, it is. And so when people say the Lord's Prayer, and I would say it is not what he prayed. It is the model that he gave us on what we should include when we are praying. Mm. Yes. Because when you think, give us this day our daily bread, you have children, husband, job, someone sick. What, what is it that you need? Right. And he's saying, give us this day. And he's telling you, don't worry about tomorrow. What do you need today? Mm-hmm. What do you need today? What does the church need today? Are we praying for the salvation of souls? Are we praying that more eyes will be open and understand the kingdom yeah, what, what are we praying? What does your nation need? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Oh, that's beautiful. So what haven't I asked you today that you wish I would have? Can you? Let's see, what haven't you asked me? I think you've asked just everything. <laughs> um, yeah, just... Where do I see my walk with Christ next? That's probably the only oh, thing you ask. Yes, I love that. Tell us. Um, I see my role definitely shifting more and more into teaching. Mm, yeah. And the more I dig into scripture and the more I learn, I understand that the Lord is really putting me on a path that there's some things that I need to unlearn still. And he's saying, I have, I'm calling you to my people. I'm calling you to my daughters. And so that's where I see myself going more and more, um, starting a podcast. And it's about how we see the word of God. I love that. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's called, where did you get those words from? Because we say so many things that God didn't say. Yeah, so true. That God didn't say. And because we say them, we start to internalize them. And if we internalize them, then we don't have the freedom of the words that he did say. And we're potentially passing it along to how many other people? Oh, we absolutely are. We absolutely yeah. are. Um, and so he's called me a lot to leaders and uh, one of my good friends, probably one of my good sisters who is a pastor said, you know, you're called to leaders and they're not going to all like you, but God is calling you to them so that they can teach what he did say. Yes. And, and it's so funny. She said, because when I first met you, I didn't like you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and we are, we are like the best <laughs> friends now. <laughs> Yeah, the best of friends. Oh. She said, oh, I didn't like you at all. I didn't. Oh. Want you. I was like, really? She said, no, I didn't want to hear anything you had to say. <laughs> and now she's a friend that'll tell you when you got a booger hanging out your nose. Absolutely, she's the friend that'll tell you. She's the friend whose husband. She's the friend whose husband cooked a meal for me and made my favorite juice and brought it to the hospital. Oh, <laughs> how lovely! She's she's that kind of friend now. I said, well, why didn't you like me? She said, because it was messing with my theology, things that I had oh. heard all of my life. It was challenging it, her. Yeah. It was challenging her. She said, my daddy was a pastor and it's all that I knew and it's what I had heard. And here you come telling me 
that that's not what the Bible says, that you weren't a pastor. Who were you? And then she said, and you challenged me mm. to go back and reread it with fresh eyes. And now we're the best of friends. That's a beautiful story. So right now, where can our listeners find you? And I'll include all of this in the show notes too, but where can our listeners find you, Angela? They can find me on YouTube at um, Wise Word Ministries on YouTube, Angela Thornton, Wise Word Ministries. Um, they can find me at our website, wise-word.org. And uh, yeah, that's actually where I am on YouTube and on our website. And in a little while, they'll find me on our podcast. But for right now, they can find me on YouTube. So I have to ask, do you have a goal date for going live with the podcast or is that still I yet do. to be determined? No, it will. The goal date is in the beginning of June. I have I'm going to start announcing that it's coming. And I've recorded the first two episodes. And uh, my my other good friend and brother who has a studio recorded it for me is going to send me those episodes in the trailer. So we will get that out because it's God is like, okay, keep playing. I told you to do it. That's awesome. I'm excited to listen. I am excited. And so that, uh, you know, God is like, don't allow, you're talking about fear. you letting fear procrastination stop you from doing what I told you to do. Yeah, I hear you on that. I It took me the better part of, let's see, I mean, at least six months to finally make the leap when I felt the tug happening and started to learn how to do this podcasting thing. It took me a lot longer than most people to just finally do it. Yeah. And it's so funny. I've bought the microphone. I've got to put up the sound barrier and then I had surgery. So my husband gonna have to put the sound barrier up against the wall. Um, yeah, I got all the stuff. And he's like, okay, well, you got all the stuff. What are you waiting for? Launch the thing. Well, I'm anxiously awaiting. Thank you. Thank this, you. Thank you. This has blessed me so much today. I cannot tell you enough how wonderful this time has been. I thank you so much for being willing to take time with, with me and my audience. And I know that there are so many things in this that will bless them too. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun and such, such a blessing. Um, I, I am honored that you wanted me to spend some time with you and with your audience. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.